Hey, gals and guys, it's your host, Phil Larson, and this is your motivational high five on languishing. Let's do this. Hello, welcome. Uh, I want to first give a shout out to a new Patreon sponsor of the podcast, Bev Hine. She is supporting the podcast at $5 a month through patreon.com slash YMH5, the number five, patreon.com slash YMH5. And at $5 a month, she has access to my micro podcast uh, that is just released for Patreon supporters at $5 a month and access to our private Facebook group, The Internal Motivators, about 200 people on there offering support to one another and seeking support to people who are honest with their struggles and realize that they may need an extra layer of support or help as they continue on this life and this year that group i feel like has been pretty vital for sure but you have access to to that group at one dollar a month also and as well as a shout out and i email everyone uh, individually who become supporters because i want them to have access to me they can uh, talk to me they can uh, suggest future episodes uh, take me up on that because I want this podcast to be applicable to your life and what you are going through. How to support the podcast, including a direct link to the Patreon page. You could just go to phillarson.net slash support and you can find all the different ways there. phillarson.net slash support. Let's get into it. Here it is, the last day of this month, April 2021, and I am feeling, uh, what do I talk about? What is in my life? And I'm feeling kind of this um, apathetic uh, just state of being, not feeling incredibly down or depressed. There's some hope on the horizon of things turning around, but also not feeling incredibly inspired or motivated. And my wife sends me this article uh, by the New York Times that was written by a guy named Adam Grant. And the article uh, title is this. There's a name for the blah you're feeling. It's called languishing. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's look into it. <laughs> and, uh, oh, it's a great article. You should look it up. But um, I'm going to cover a lot of it here. Thanks, Adam, for your article. He describes languishing as a sense of stagnation and emptiness. He's a... Uh, psychiatrist and uh, mental health therapist, and he describes mental health as kind of being on a spectrum between um, depression and at the lowest and flourishing at the highest, and as he calls it, the neglected middle child of mental health is languishing. It is the void between depression and flourishing. It is the absence of well-being. Languishing doles motivation and disrupts focus. Languishing triples your odds you'll cut back on work. But the tricky thing about languishing is that it it is hard to notice in yourself. So you are probably not going to seek help because you don't don't see it. He relates this a lot to the last year of the pandemic where a lot of our freedoms seem to have been taken away because we have to uh, distance in order to protect our community around us from the spread of this virus. He brings up a Chinese expression that translates into revenge bedtime procrastination. 
as a good example of languishing, which is staying up late at night to reclaim the freedom we've missed during the day. And this, this gets us stuck. I know we do that late at night and then the morning rolls around and we're just dragging because we just, we, we stayed up too late. We needed some sense of freedom back, some false sense of freedom. I do this every day when I get to work. I pull into the parking lot and I take my phone in my hand and I just, I numb out. I don't want to go in. I am avoiding work, any sort of uh, responsibility or something that takes away any sense of freedom. And I scroll through Facebook or I check our YouTube analytics and I just refresh and I refresh and I refresh and I may exit the app and then immediately reopen and go, wait, what? I just, I just exited this app. It's a way of avoiding reality. It is languishing. I don't feel motivated. I don't feel entirely depressed or caught up in a sense of loss or sinking or things are losing control. In fact, I'm trying to regain a little bit a sense of control through doing this. Revenge, bedtime, procrastination, languishing. Adam in his article talks about flow. And if you're a creative artist and especially a freelancer uh, who is trying to create beautiful work or new things or birth forth ideas, uh, you have experienced a state of flow probably in your life. And he's describing flow as a possible antidote to languishing. Flow, we become so absorbed in and bonded to something where time, place, and self melt away. It gives us a sense of purpose and progress and movement forward. But, you know, as he described languishing as a loss of focus, if this is something that we're having trouble with focus, then how do we keep focus to find flow? You know, flow begins with focus, especially where where a lot of us have worked from home for a time, a lot of daycares and schools have gone to remote learning, then we're surrounded by kids and weird work hours and weird work situations and locations and new and surprising expectations from bosses. Of course, of course, we're having a hard time finding focus and flow. I remember when lockdown just hit and and daycare went away. All of a sudden, both of our jobs moved home and we were working full-time, but then also became our child, our two-year-old's full-time daycare and try raising a two-year-old through a pandemic. I'm not the most, I'm creative in other ways and maybe not creative in staying at home with a two-year-old, which is why I'm not a stay-at-home parent. And I have way more uh, respect for those who choose to do that. You know, research shows that humans aren't great multitaskers. No, they're better serial taskers, basically one thing at a time. And so here we were in a new world and some of us are still there and we may find ourselves back there uh, when different breakouts happen of this virus or any new virus in the future where a lot of things are happening. We're supposed to work and take care of children and satisfy the expectations of our superiors or whatever. Multitasking can disrupt flow. It can fracture our focus. It can increase languishing. Adam in this article also shares how a Fortune 500 company enacted a no interruptions before noon policy and studies showed that it saw a 65% increase in productivity. That's incredible. 
they were able to give their employees a blocked set of time and their employees were able to be more productive, were more likely to find flow and focus, to achieve purpose and meaning at a higher level. So this is, this is how we do it. We find flow. We find progress and purpose by setting boundaries and giving ourselves space, space to explore, create without time getting in the way. We allow place to melt away. We allow ourselves to melt away. And yes, maybe easier said than done, especially depending on your circumstances. But how can you work with a parent who is also a grandparent to your child to maybe give you some time away or a spouse to say, hey, I need to just go to my quiet place in my house and um, explore something mentally or just to, to get away and be by myself and experience some sort of flow. And he says, don't start with a big task. Do something small. Maybe challenge yourself with a word puzzle or go down a rabbit hole of a mystery novel or TV show and try to figure out all the twists and turns. These are ways to find flow. Start small. Start where your interests lie. Ask for boundaries. That's one thing that my wife is really good at. Uh, ask, Asking kind of a big ask, hey, can you take care of our son while I go find some solace elsewhere. She is much better at that than I am. And she's able to decompress and be a better person and a better parent and a better spouse when she comes back. And I need to ask for the same thing. Hey, can I go experience flow on a disc golf course? Or can I go hang out with some friends and just have a meaningful conversation? Get in the flow there. Find flow as an antidote to the languishing you and many of us are experiencing right now. You're not alone. You're not alone in this. But if you're going into 2021 and, you know, we're actually, hey, we're not far from halfway through it. Is it a little disheartening to go, I'm not really excited about it. I'm glad things are moving in a a good direction, but I don't find myself thriving. I don't find myself flourishing. I don't find myself inspired. Let me tell you, you're not, you're not alone. You're not alone. As one who almost is required to find flow every day, writing music or creating in some way, I so many times am just on my phone. It's a big, it's a big distractor for me or just sitting and going, what do I do? What do I do now? And not even willing to open a recording session and play a little bit on the piano and figure it out and experience flow and allow myself to discover it by going down, starting on it with a small step towards what could be the greatest flow I've experienced in a long time. I'd rather just sit. And now that I can name it, as languishing and and I can just sit and languish. No, now that I can name it, I can identify it and realize the steps that I need to go beyond it. And my friends, it's setting boundaries. It's allowing yourself the space to explore and to wander and let sense of self and time and place float away and discover and rediscover your passions, things that bring you meaning and purpose and inspiration. So here we are at the end of the episode and you may be experiencing this and I'm here to tell you that that's okay that's okay well we're going to try to get started on a 
a new step forward here. As we do at every, at the end of every episode, we find a reflection of ourselves and we, we share a positive affirmation. We welcome into our lives as an act to uh, rewire our brains, to begin a new direction, to enter into flow. That's what it is. The way neuroplasticity works, it's all about flow, right? It's, it's trying to redirect a lot of the negative narratives and negative paths, the negative wiring that is in our brains into a new path, a new way of thinking. Our brains are so connected, like a circuit board, and we have the power, research has shown, to reroute those circuits, to push energy in a new way, in a new direction, and to strengthen the new positive narratives and to weaken the old connections that tell us false things about ourselves, things that aren't true and things that aren't helpful. So here we are again, welcoming a new narrative. And when you find a reflection of yourself in the mirror, will you look at yourself and say this, today I recognize my languishing and I welcome flow as its antidote. And friends, you will do well at this sometimes and sometimes you won't. Do not demand perfection of yourself. That is an unrealistic expectation. You will always be let down. Progress, not perfection. We journey back into this mountain. It seems like a mountain to climb of normalcy or a new normal. Together, you're not alone. And the journey to the highest mountain begins with one step, one step at a time. It starts with you.